the Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar playing all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Soapy Dollar. All right. Welcome aboard, everyone. Thank you, folks, for joining us for uh, another edition of the Bible Live broadcast. We read Genesis and Exodus early on as we ended the last year. And then just in time for Christmas, we read the book of Matthew, the birth of Messiah and his life and ministry according to the Gospel of Matthew. We have come back now for the new year with the books of Numbers and Deuteronomy. Numbers is particularly a very relevant book for us to be reading at the first of the year. The idea of the book of Numbers is preparation. The people of Israel have come out of Egypt, the book of Exodus, and and in Leviticus they were given some instructions, priestly instructions, the emphasis on God's holiness. As I have stated before, this is a tremendous experiment of nation building. This nation of slaves, disorganized, very loosely held together, but they have become now a nation, a people with an identity, with traditions with a life, a social identity. They have accomplished that in one generation. They came out of Egypt, and then they have wandered now in the wilderness for 40 years. One generation has passed away, and they have endured. They have continued forward. They have enough glue, social glue, to hold them together as a people. And it comes from their foundation that was laid of the worship and the knowledge of the true and living God. That has permeated their society, their thinking, in their festival days and their traditions and so on. It has really been a very interesting thing to observe. And I think we could learn a whole lot from it as the people of God today, as believers, as Christians, and, of course, even as Americans, as people who are observing our nation. We know that a single generation that loses that cultural or social glue that holds us together and binds us, particularly our spiritual core, that kind of a society is almost doomed to great difficulties. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit further, and I'll bring you up to speed with the book of Numbers in just a moment. Right now, one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 34 on the Bible Life. Psalm 34, verses 1 through 10. I will praise the Lord 
at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord, and He answered me, freeing me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. I cried out to the Lord in my suffering, and He heard me. He set me free from all my fears. For the angel of the Lord guards all who fear Him, and He rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in Him! Let the Lord's people show Him reverence. For those who honor Him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will never lack any good thing. End of reading Psalm 34, verses 1 through 10. There's always a bridge that needs crossing There's always the straight and the narrow The wide and the shallow But I know that you're guiding me is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. All right, we are back. The Bible Live. We're going to start our reading tonight in Numbers chapter 27. Just a quick comment about this Psalm 34. Sometimes God saves us out of our troubles, out of our difficulties, and at other times, he gives us strength and wisdom to go through our troubles. The background of the psalm is that David has pretended to be insane in order to escape from King Achish. In First Samuel chapter 21, David is fleeing from Saul, who is trying to kill him. He ends up hiding out with this Philistine King Achish. Sometimes comes Abimelech as well. I think that's more of a title, a tribal title, that the Philistines used. But David hides out with them, and in a given moment, he has to pretend that he's insane. David was truly an artist, not only a musician, but he was evidently quite an actor as well. He pretended to be insane, and in that way escaped a very difficult situation. The psalm celebrates that God delivers his people Sometimes through the fire, helping us to go through the difficulties and the problems and to endure and to be stronger. Sometimes delivering us from the fire, from the difficulty. And he celebrates that truth in Psalm 34. Right now, we are coming toward the end of the book of Numbers. And we are approaching the time when the people of Israel will indeed take that step going into the promised land, invading Canaan. Now, we're very close to it chronologically in terms of time. The entire book of Deuteronomy, which we will begin this week, takes place just in, in about a month's time. It's a series of messages that Moses gives to the people of Israel just as they are camped on the east side of the Jordan River, where they are at this time, waiting to go into Canaan. We're going to see some transition taking place. A new leader for Israel is going to be chosen and assigned, and that will be Joshua, who has been Moses' assistant for all these many years. We'll watch that process, the transfer of leadership from this great Moses who has led them for so many decades now to Joshua. 
There will be some final instructions. You would expect military instructions or other kinds of instructions, but the emphasis seems to be on worship. True worship is the answer to so many problems. Numbers 27.12 through 31.12. Numbers 27. One day the Lord said to Moses, Climb to the top of the mountains east of the river and look out over the land I have given the people of Israel. After you have seen it, you will die as Aaron your brother did. For you both rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zin. When the people of Israel rebelled, you failed to demonstrate my holiness to them at the waters. These are the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, the God of the spirits of all living things, please appoint a new leader for the community. Give them someone who will lead them into battle, so the people of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied, Take Joshua, son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar the priest before the whole community, and publicly commission him with the responsibility of leading the people. Transfer your authority to him, so the whole community of Israel will obey him. When direction from the Lord is needed, Joshua will stand before Eleazar the priest, who will determine the Lord's will by means of sacred lots. This is how Joshua and the rest of the community of Israel will discover what they should do. So Moses did as the Lord commanded and presented Joshua to Eleazar the priest and the whole community. Moses laid his hands on him and commissioned him to his responsibilities, just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Numbers 28. The Lord said to Moses, Give these instructions to the people of Israel. The offerings you present to me by fire on the altar are my food, and they are very pleasing to me. See to it that they are brought at the appointed times and offered according to my instructions. Say to them, when you present your daily whole burnt offerings to the Lord, you must offer two one-year-old male lambs with no physical defects. One lamb will be sacrificed in the morning and the other in the evening. With each lamb you must offer a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of olive oil. This is the regular burnt offering ordained at Mount Sinai, an offering made by fire very pleasing to the Lord. Along with it you must present the proper drink offering, consisting of one quart of fermented drink with each lamb, poured out in the holy place as an offering to the Lord. Offer the second lamb in the evening with the same grain offering and drink offering. It too is an offering made by fire, very pleasing to the Lord. On the Sabbath day, sacrifice two one-year-old male lambs with no physical defects. They must be accompanied by a grain offering of three quarts of choice flour mixed with olive oil and a drink offering. This is the whole burnt offering to be presented each Sabbath day, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering and its accompanying drink offering. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. On the first day of each month, present an extra burnt offering to the Lord of two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. These will be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour mixed with olive oil, five quarts with each bull, three quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each lamb. This burnt offering must be presented by fire, and it will be very pleasing to the Lord. You must also give a drink offering with each sacrifice, two quarts of wine with each bull, two and a half pints for the ram, and one quart for each lamb. Present this monthly burnt offering on the first day of each month throughout the year. Also on the first day of each month, you must offer one male goat for a sin offering to the Lord. This is in addition to the regular daily burnt offering and its accompanying drink offering. On the appointed day in early spring, you must celebrate the Lord's Passover. On the following day, a joyous seven-day festival will begin, but no bread made with yeast may be eaten. 
On the first day of the festival, you must call a sacred assembly of the people. None of your regular work may be done on that day. You must present as a burnt offering to the Lord two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. These will be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour mixed with olive oil, five quarts with each bull, three quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. You must also offer a male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for yourselves. You will present these offerings in addition to your regular morning sacrifices. On each of the seven days of the festival, this is how you will prepare the food offerings to be presented by fire, very pleasing to the Lord. These will be offered in addition to the regular whole burnt offerings and drink offerings. On the seventh day of the festival, you must call another holy assembly of the people. None of your regular work may be done on that day. On the first day of the festival of harvest, when you present the first of your new grain to the Lord, you must call a holy assembly of the people. None of your regular work may be done on that day. A special whole burnt offering will be offered that day, very pleasing to the Lord. It will consist of two young bulls, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs. These will be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour mixed with olive oil, five quarts with each bull, three quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. Also offer one male goat to make atonement for yourselves. These special burnt offerings, along with their drink offerings, are in addition to the regular daily burnt offerings and its accompanying grain offering. Be sure that all the animals you sacrifice have no physical defects. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Numbers 29. The Festival of Trumpets will be celebrated on the appointed day in early autumn each year. You must call a solemn assembly of all the people on that day, and no regular work may be done. On that day you must present a burnt offering very pleasing to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. These must be accompanied by grain offerings of choice flour mixed with olive oil, five quarts with the bull, three quarts with the ram, and two quarts with each of the seven lambs. In addition, you must sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering to make atonement for yourselves. These special sacrifices are in addition to your regular monthly and daily burnt offerings, and they must be given with their prescribed grain offerings and drink offerings. These offerings are given to the Lord by fire and are very pleasing to Him. Ten days later, you must call another holy assembly of all the people. On that day, the Day of Atonement, the people must go without food, and no regular work may be done. You must present a burnt offering very pleasing to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. These offerings must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offerings of choice flour mixed with olive oil, five quarts of choice flour with the bull, three quarts of choice flour with the ram, and two quarts of choice flour with each of the seven lambs. You must also sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering. This is in addition to the sin offering of atonement and the regular daily burnt offering with its grain offering and their accompanying drink offerings. Five days later, you must call yet another holy assembly of all the people, and on that day no regular work may be done. It is the beginning of the festival of shelters, a seven-day festival to the Lord. That day you must present a special whole burnt offering by fire, very pleasing to the Lord. It will consist of thirteen young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, 
all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings must be accompanied by a grain offering of choice flour mixed with olive oil, five quarts for each of the thirteen bulls, three quarts for each of the two rams, and two quarts for each of the fourteen lambs. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. On the second day of this seven-day festival, sacrifice 12 young bulls, two rams, and 14 one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offering and drink offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. On the third day of the festival, sacrifice 11 young bulls, two rams, and 14 one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offering and drink offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. On the fourth day of the festival, sacrifice 10 young bulls, two rams, and 14 one-year-old male lambs all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offering and drink offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. On the fifth day of the festival, sacrifice nine young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offering and drink offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. On the sixth day of the festival, sacrifice eight young bulls, two rams, and fourteen one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings of bulls, rams, and lambs must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offering and drink offering. You must also sacrifice a male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. On the eighth day of the festival, call all the people to another holy assembly. You must do no regular work on that day. You must present a burnt offering, very pleasing to the Lord. It will consist of one young bull, one ram, and seven one-year-old male lambs, all with no physical defects. Each of these offerings must be accompanied by the prescribed grain offering and drink offering. You must also sacrifice one male goat as a sin offering, in addition to the regular daily burnt offering, with its accompanying grain offering and drink offering. You must present these offerings to the Lord at your annual festivals. These are in addition to the sacrifices and offerings you present in connection with vows, or as free will offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, drink offerings, or peace offerings. So Moses gave all these instructions to the people of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded him. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Numbers 30. Now Moses summoned the leaders of the tribes of Israel and told them, This is what the Lord has commanded. A man who makes a vow to the Lord or makes a pledge under oath must never break it. He must do exactly what he said he would do. If a young woman makes a vow to the Lord or a pledge under oath while she is still living at her father's home, and her father hears of the vow or pledge but says nothing, then all her vows and pledges will stand. 
But if her father refuses to let her fulfill the vow or pledge on the day he hears of it, then all her vows and pledges will become invalid. The Lord will forgive her because her father would not let her fulfill them. Now suppose a young woman takes a vow or makes an impulsive pledge and later marries. If her husband learns of her vow or pledge and raises no objections on the day he hears of it, her vows and pledges will stand. But if her husband refuses to accept her vow or impulsive pledge on the day he hears of it, he nullifies her commitments, and the Lord will forgive her. If, however, a woman is a widow or is divorced, she must fulfill all her vows and pledges, no matter what. Suppose a woman is married and living in her husband's home when she makes a vow or pledge. If her husband hears of it and does nothing to stop her, her vow or pledge will stand. But if her husband refuses to accept it on the day he hears of it, her vow or pledge will be nullified and the Lord will forgive her. So her husband may either confirm or nullify any vows or pledges she makes to deny herself. But if he says nothing on the day he hears of it, then he is agreeing to it. If he waits more than a day and then tries to nullify a vow or pledge, he will suffer the consequences of her guilt. These are the regulations the Lord gave Moses concerning relationships between a man and his wife and between a father and a young daughter who still lives at home. Numbers 31 Then the Lord said to Moses, Take vengeance on the Midianites for leading the Israelites into idolatry. After that you will die and join your ancestors. So Moses said to the people, Choose some men to fight the Lord's war of vengeance against Midian. From each tribe of Israel send 1,000 men into battle. So they chose 1,000 men from each tribe of Israel, a total of 12,000 men armed for battle. Then Moses sent them out, a thousand men from each tribe, and Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, led them into battle. They carried along the holy objects of the sanctuary and the trumpets for sounding the charge. They attacked Midian just as the Lord had commanded Moses, and they killed all the men. All five of the Midianite kings, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, died in battle. They also killed Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. Then the Israelite army captured the Midianite women and children and seized their cattle and flocks and all their wealth as plunder. They burned all the towns and villages where the Midianites had lived. After they had gathered the plunder and captives, both people and animals, they brought them all to Moses and Eleazar the priest and to the whole community of Israel, which was camped on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River, across from Jericho. End of reading, Numbers 27.12 through 31.12. This is the Bible Live. Thou shall not go away. As you listen to this story of the change of leadership from Moses to Joshua, we get these final instructions about offerings that Moses continues to give to the people. And finally, this battle that takes place between the people of Israel and this band of Midianites. Unfortunately, they were in the area, wrong place at the wrong time, the Midianites were a nomadic people who descended from Abraham and his second wife Keturah. The center of their population was far to the south of Canaan, but large bands of Midianites roamed many miles from their homeland, and they were known from being raiders, searching for grazing areas for their flocks and attacking other people groups that they would find. And so it just so happened that such a group was near the promised land when the Israelites arrived, 
they happen to pay the price for a long experience of enmity between these two people groups. When Moses fled from Egypt in Exodus chapter 2, he took refuge in the land of Midian. There was a kinship. His wife, Zipporah, and his father-in-law, Jethro, both Midianites. But despite that relationship, the Israelites and the Midianites were always bitter enemies. The Midianites were responsible for helping to entice Israel into Baal worship. Back in Numbers chapter 25, we read about that. Quite remarkable, actually, not one Israelite soldier is killed in this battle, which is rather remarkable in and of itself. The people of Israel are camped on the east side of the Jordan. We were probably about six to eight weeks out of the invasion of Canaan under Joshua's leadership. It's not the Lord taking the initiative to tell Moses that Joshua is going to replace you. It came on Moses' request. Moses asked the Lord, O Lord, you are God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as leader for the community. God, in response, picks Joshua, who has been Moses' assistant for all these many years. Eliezer, the high priest, is a very powerful figure as well because Eliezer had shown himself to be faithful in a moment of crisis when God had to discipline the people of Israel. Eliezer had taken a firm stand for God. And God had promised to bless him as well. So you can see the leadership of Israel shaping up. It is so interesting to me that even here at these late days, these final weeks, as the people of Israel consider now invading Canaan and they're going into a time of warfare, people will die. Even in this moment, the emphasis is on worship. Moses is still talking to them about the importance of observing these Sabbath days these festival days correctly and rightly and honoring God and giving offerings to the Lord. The spiritual element is so crucial and vital, and yet in our lives we tend to think we are so much more practical. Instead of giving attention to our spiritual relationship with God and to having our lives honor Him, we think about saving money or building up our military powers instead of giving emphasis to the spiritual dimension of our lives. There's a lesson to be learned there. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndall Hawk Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word. 